The Young and the Monstrous, a story of kids just trying to get out of high school and keep their monsters within. Episode 14, Revelations and Resurrections. Kyle. We're going back to Kyle, baby. First time he's been back since the first session. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do this similarly to the way we did it with Lilith. Mm -hmm. But... um, yeah, Carl, give us give us a lot of this scene. Um, could you also make a dark roll for me? Three. Three. All right, so this is gonna be rough. So we're gonna Perfect. go through the same thing, but it needs to like it needs to be like this oh, is yeah. difficult. Good. It's perfect. Okay. Um, um so I'll I'll start us off. We're gonna do three questions again, same kind of deal. Uh, but where do we see when Kyle as a ghoul is reborn, where is Kyle reborn? And you can also mess around with the timeline. So this doesn't have to be now in the moment of what we're doing. This could be earlier. All right. So stop me anyone. If I say anything that doesn't line up with something we've said before, or I've said before, but here's what I'm picturing. Uh, so Kyle opens his eyes and as soon as he does, he's surrounded by darkness he feels uh, suffocated, and he instantly starts flailing and flailing, just like um, the bride in Kill Bill 2. Because that's exactly where he is. He is precisely where that woman was convinced he wasn't. He is in his coffin, in the graveyard of the town. And uh, with his with his great strength, he uh, he does manage to just like 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 over like a while like like a good long time of just flailing around this coffin he starts breaking it apart and like the, the dirt starts seeping in and he's like scrabbling his way out All right so when he when he emerges uh is it in that graveyard is it like farther away does he mole man tunnel his way out of there no like and correct me if this doesn't line up with something we've said but i'm picturing that he literally is like they had a funeral for him, and his body is in that casket, uh, exactly where it's supposed to be. Uh, and when he comes out from the graveyard, and of course it's the dead of night, of course. Um, well, no. Well, yes. Okay, sure. So the way I'm picturing it is, um, he wakes up at the exact moment that in the previous episode, Renato had been dispossessed of the soul that he'd borrowed. And so in that exact moment, bam, like it goes back to the body it started in and it takes him that long of scrabbling to get out of this coffin um, before like, you know, it's, and it's dark. So it is nighttime now. Okay. Um, the only thing I could see going wrong with this, now that I think about it, would be if the Morgan House guy would know where it's going or have a pretty good guess where it's going, why he's not able to intercept him. I don't know if you have thoughts on that. So that, I mean, that sounds like your question for me. Okay, sure. So this is what's happening, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he's coming, he gets out. He finally like one hand bursts out from his grave and he scrabbles his way out. And it's like past midnight. And uh, Kyle thinks Kyle has no memory of what Renato had been doing with his soul. And he thinks this is like, oh, I am sort of vaguely aware that this is one of my powers as a ghoul. This is probably the night I died. They sure buried me fast. 
Um, and I think the short answer to why wouldn't Ransom Morgan House know where you were is that of course he would. Um, and there are people waiting for you there. And that so then the sense. next, and then the next scene we see is a horrifying um, like struggle as these various people attempt to um, capture Kyle and prevent him from leaving and it's going to be like a, a this nightmarish not necessarily like battle but just struggle to get away as um, there are people who are physically trying to force you to remain and Perfect. um you don't yeah. want to, I assume. I don't. And I, I love the idea that, like, he spends all these hours, like, trying so hard to break out of this coffin, like, unbury himself. When he finally gets up, all the people that have been waiting for him are just, like, really patient about it. They know exactly what's happening right in front of them. They're just sitting around, like, having a smoke. They wait till he gets out, and they're like, all right, <laughs> time, like, time to come with us. Like, they're not, like, rushing him or anything. Yeah. But I, they, yeah, um, I'll say, like, not all of the people fit this description, but of like the half dozen people that are there, um, most of them have this look of, uh, they look fairly pallid and they have absolutely no hair at all. Okay. So um, they are all like, as if, they, as if they've either shaved off all their hair or have alopecia in some way or another. And... Um, which fits in actually with the curse thing, but I feel is not related necessarily. Um, but they are also maybe like four of the six of them have like these big tattoos on their neck. Okay. Is it like a discernible thing? Is it all the same tattoo? Uh, yeah, it's all the, the same dark? tattoo. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to tell in the dark, but I feel like you can, you can see that they have this tattoo and that it's the same thing. Again, it's only four of the six of them, but four of these... I'm going to say guys, but it's people. They can be men and women. Four of these people have these big tattoos on their neck. That's like a big, weird, like... Oh, were you in like some kind of serious prison gang kind of a thing? And yeah, this is... You're able to get away from them, but at some not insignificant cost. Oh, for sure. And, I, and I'm so, sorry about this, but I just realized, are we going to have to solve a problem here where if in the previous scene, someone who works for Morgan House was convinced he is not in this grave and he is in this grave and people who work for Morgan House are aware of that. Is that is that a problem? No. Either they were wrong or they lied or just as likely this isn't necessarily the same day that maybe you had gotten out uh, a little bit earlier and... So the information that Ashley was giving Celine was correct, and just we messed with the timeline. I think it's okay. fine. All right. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, so then my next question for you is, there is a cost to you getting away from them. What is that cost? This is not a quick and easy, ha-ha, I've tricked you, or I beat no, everybody's ass and got away. It, there's something that's that's bad and it can be either something it can be something physical it could be something social or mental or psychological well i mean i can think of a few things and i'm inclined to just say let's do all of them um one would be like in this struggle he kills some people like he maybe he kills like two of these people 
And I, I can kind of justify this because his highest stat is volatile, which is a physical violence uh, trait. So I'm going to go out and limb here and say like he's actually pretty capable like in a physical sense. Um, so like he like you know, let's say he straight up murders two of these people and he knows they're dead. And, like this is not something he's ever experienced before. Um, so that's that's no good for him. And then secondly, um, what if he lost an arm? Okay, Where it's like, sure. okay, you're a ghoul. So like, you're kind of like a... I could picture him being like a bit of a potato head situation where it's like your soul comes and goes. Maybe your parts come and go. So if you can get it back, sure. But like, he had to leave it there. All right. Yeah. It, if, if you want to do both of those, I'm down. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, yeah. There's a... Um, there's this insane struggle... And uh, we see this like gnashing, tearing battle uh, between these six people and Kyle. And Kyle's able to get away in part because um, one of the people is like kicked over onto a, one of the headstones, and you hear a sickening crack as their like head hits the thing. And um, another person is um, is thrown off of Kyle on. Um, and like impaled on part of the piece of the coffin that Kyle like escaped from. And um, one of the people is somebody who's one of these folks with no hair and like a big neck tattoo. The other person is one of the folks who was not. And okay. um, uh, we'll get to that uh, later. It's a person who looks much more um, benign, much more uh, banal. Maybe. Maybe, like, I realize I can't win this fight. Like, even though, like, I have just killed two of these people, the last four, like, have me. And the only way I'm getting out of here is if I just, like, like a lizard leaving his tail behind and then just books it. Sure. I think that they've, like, uh, two or three of them grab grab onto you, and you're as you're wrestling and wrestling, um, they've kind of got your arm and you position yourself where you're on one side of this casket and the other ones are on another side and the remaining person uh, comes to strike you with some kind of item and you realize like if I just pull myself hard enough this is the only way maybe I'll escape and this some kind of club or item smashes down on your arm and the force of you pulling the force of them pulling in the opposite direction and the force of the equivalent of like an axe handle or something like that coming down on your arm and it just kind of breaking and smearing like you burst away and they fall backwards and um that's when we see like what this tattoo is and um the tattoo on the neck of the person who had been impaled well let's go with um yeah that pentacle that pent uh pentagonal that five-pointed star with like a cup in front of it and like a wheel behind it. And that's this image that these guys have on their neck or these people have on their neck. And um, that's what we see as uh, that night we see Kyle escaping. So, okay. um, yeah, so that now you've got a question to throw to me. Tell me if this, you don't want this to be my question question, but it's going to bother me until we square this circle why did the woman in the previous scene think he wasn't in his grave? We see like Ransom Morgan House getting a phone call and one of those people with like the neck tattoos just being like, like, 
he got away. He killed uh, so like so and so and so and so in the process. He lost his arm, and Morgan Ransom Morgan House just says like, "That's to be expected." We didn't think that he was uh, that he was truly dead in there. If he was, he would have been useless. Of course, he wasn't really dead and in his grave. And so I think when she when she had said that it was a it wasn't a he isn't physically there. It's that he's not actually dead, and in his grave. Ah, it's uh, like that kind of a thing. I see. So they're looking for like his soul more than anything. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. Yeah. So and he'll and he'll tell the person he's speaking to on the phone like, you can keep looking for him, but the better thing will be to put pressure on. Uh, on those around him. My next question for you is, uh, and my last last question for you, I think so. We've asked each other one question each, I think. That's it. But that if, we, if that's true. all the information we need, then why why ask more? I think this is my last question, and then you get one more. So I, I'm pretty okay. sure we both asked two already. Um, cool. But yeah, if not, whatever. So yeah, my next my next one for you here is. Um, it's, I'm going to put it as like a slash where does Kyle go slash who does and this might help to answer the question slash who is the first person he seeks out I think the person he would go to would probably be Emily because mm-hmm. like he doesn't have to show up to his dad and like be this weird crazy embarrassment that he has to explain uh and emily is supposed to be like his one true love right so mm-hmm. he's just gonna be knocking on that door at like two in the morning or three sure in the morning, so two two in the morning it's raining of course for some reason yeah, but for course. dramatic purposes of course idiot so it's raining you're pounding on the door and you're like emily emily you're doing that kind of a deal and um who comes to the door but of course Paul, is her last name Westmore? Uh, you're talking about the dentist? Yeah. <laughs> Westmore, yeah. So Paul Westmore, DDS, answers the door. Um, and he's like, I think he just yells through the door at first, like, like, who's there? What do you want? And he's like, um, where's Emily? I want to talk to my girl. He's like, you hear like, get out of here, get out of here, you, get out of here, you freak. I don't know who this is, but this isn't funny. Get out of here, I'm calling the cops. And Kyle's like, yeah, You broke whatever, my headboard. He's <laughs> like, all right, old man, sure. Emily, and he's like, shouts it. And um, I think at some point there's enough of, the rain has washed enough of like the water the water the rain has washed the water off of you uh the rain has washed like the dirt and the mud off of kyle so he's now like visible as who he is as opposed to just a mud homunculus with one um yeah with one arm and instead i think paul westmore who has seen kyle before though not been not a fan of his like you, we see him um, like look out one of the windows and see that it is indeed Kyle and uh, the realization of like oh this is him 
hits him. And, um... Yeah, this, this guy is just like... Uh, sure, he has been... He, sure, he's been to your funeral. So it's when he sees you, he's like shocked. And he, like he's seen a ghost. And um, he just stares like frozen. Ooh, you know, not to like double dip on answers for this question, but I kind of like the idea that like he does not let him in this house and Kyle has to go somewhere else because I have a great like, I like a better backup for this. Sure, that's fine by me. Yeah, because um, at the moment, Paul Paul Westmore DDS is terrified. Sure. Yeah, okay. He's, so like he's maybe seen a ghost. like um, yeah, and he is not letting this this zombie person into his home in the middle of the night because he'd be crazy too. So like he like locks up the doors as is rational, and like Kyle's out there in the rain, like just taking a moment finally to like reassess like what the hell has just happened in the last hour, and then like he realizes where he has to go. He has to go to his oldest friend, Celine. All right. So you're going to head to Celine. Before mm. we get to that Celine, um, you have one more question that you can ask me, Carl. I, I don't know the exact question I want to ask, but the thing that I think we're going to have to address is, like, I feel like one of the things Kyle loses in that scene in the graveyard is any way to hide what has happened. Because, like, there's clearly been an enormous battle here the earth is all dug up. There are bits of coffin everywhere, and Kyle's grave is empty. Like, this is not a secret to whoever comes next. Like, whatever city official or cleaner or whatever. Um, so I guess my question would be along the lines of, like, what are the repercussions of, like, a very messy public reemergence of a ghoul? Ooh. Um, I think we're going to have to have you be a person who at least for now you have to be hidden like you have to hide so we'll have other we'll have other scenes where people are out in public the assumption for instance with this game is that like all of the characters start as being able to pass as not something else if you're a werewolf or a vampire you're not a big wolf man walking around or just like this fanged Nosferatu Count Orloff ass motherfucker floating around mm -hmm. You're not a Frankenstein monster walking around without bending your knees at neck bolts. Um, but now you're kind of moving towards that. Like now you need to, you're going to need to be hidden. Um, oh, okay. That's great. I love that. I, I love the idea that he's going to have to collaborate with Celine on this, who's like the one who actually knows what the deal is with him to begin with. And you're going to have to like help me hide. So that's great. There you go. And there's dogs barking. The the Westmores have a dog, little little Chippy. No, chippy that's, is the that's name the of sound of uh, that's the sound of the dogs finding the the gravesite. It's like something's wrong here. Yeah. And it's like, what is it, boy? Did did yeah? Did Kyle fall out of the grave? Well, he fell out of the grave. Yeah. Oh, all right, Roscoe. Now lead lead me to him. Lead me to him, Roscoe. Tuesday nights on WTAD. These streets are dangerous. Yeah, and you know what they say when it's a full moon. Mark Cherplansky just wanted a good life and a good job. I sure hope I get that big promotion. 
I'll finally be able to propose to Gretchen. The full moon! Mark, you're ch changing! It's the moon. I'm, I'm transforming there. Settle down there, miss. What seems to be their problem? By the light of the full moon. Is there a problem, officer? Do you know how fast you are going there? He is transformed. We're just trying to have a good time. I'm gonna need you to settle down and turn those speakers down there. Witness the changing. But Mark's never had facial hair. I swear, he had a mustache. A mustache, Belinda! What? To protect and serve under the full moon. Wear cop. Tuesday nights on WTAD. Celine, you're in the backyard again where you performed your, um, your previous ritual yeah. where you burned Mr. Euripides' notebook. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it that same night at, that Kyle breaks out? Is it the pouring? Are you out there in the pouring rain and you're like Stevie Nicks long sleeves, <laughs> flowy sleeves, um, like beseeching the winds? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um... Are you seeing your reflection in a snow covered hill while there's a landslide coming down? Don't be ridiculous. She's ringing like a bell through the night. Gotcha. <laughs> now, it is raining, so thunder can happen. I just want to point that out. I made a joke about Stevie Nicks being a bad meteorologist. And I was like, Fleetwood Mac meteorology school is blah, blah, blah. And my mother publicly was like, that's just a Stevie Nicks solo song, idiot. And I was like, oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, my parents, my mom specifically comes from a diehard Fleetwood Mac generation and i can safely say i have been to more fleetwood mac shows than any other performing group um and she went into a period of mourning uh when christine mcvee passed so oh man it's gonna be rough if stevie nicks goes next i think it would even be less traumatic i'm not gonna lie like christine mcvee was kind of just, she wrote oh. a lot of the songs and people don't know that so i didn't know that that's now i'm sad so yeah, I guess she wouldn't be able to do it out in the open. So maybe she has some kind of a like a picnic table essentially, but there's an umbrella in the middle. She's taking the umbrella off of that, set it up somewhere else in the backyard, and this is where she's doing the ritual. Okay, so she's made her own kind of a separate area, and we've just we've described that this is in kind of more upstate New York, Springwood. Mm -hmm. um, so it's cold. As you're as you're doing this, and uh, in the rain, and you're sheltered by this big umbrella, and in the in the when we first see it, it looks ridiculous. But when we come like tight on you, it looks much more serious. As you're as you're trying to summon the energy to answer these questions for yourself, and who's the first person that um, surprises you with their presence? Lilith would be the less surprising of the two, so maybe her. Okay. So yeah, so Lilith, you uh, find that you're drawn to, or either drawn to, or you make the decision to like seek out Celine, and she's 
essentially at her house, but in the midst of this ritual. And you come upon her as she's as she's doing this. She hasn't gotten too far into it. It's not too dramatic. She's uh, maybe kind of like gearing up the equivalent of she's stretching before she's going to do this, that kind of a thing. And uh, yeah, you see her under this kind of umbrella that gives her some shelter, but she has to be ducked down. Okay. Oh, um, so Celine. Oh, oh, okay. Um, uh, rain yoga is a great idea, uh, but maybe not right now. You will not believe what just happened to me. I think that there's a lot more going on here than than we realized. I think it's more than just about Everett. I. Uh, what are you doing exactly, anyway? Yeah, I think she stands up immediately, just like uh. Uh, don't even worry. It's a, uh, it's a religious thing. But, what do you mean? What happened? Okay. Um. Well, I there's something wrong with the lake. I, I can't tell you exactly what, but I think that. I think that there is something seriously imbalanced, and I think that's part of the reason that maybe Everett went missing. I don't know. There's just a lot of things that aren't adding up. Is there anything else? weird that's going on that you've seen? Uh, well, yeah. Y you were you were absent a few days, right? What do you mean a few days? Yeah, like, were you sick? How's your hair? Uh, <laughs> how long have I been... How long has it been since we last saw each other? Is Do we figure that out? It was like a week, right? Oh yeah, it's been it's been like probably yeah. Let's let's say it's at least been a week or half a week, and you guys would see each other normally every day, right? All right, perfect. Yeah. So Selena will say like Lilith, it, Lilith, it's been like a week, right? Okay. Um, but okay. Um, you're I had to meet with some out-of-town relatives, some very out-of-town relatives. Um, but what have I missed? W what's been going on? And then um, I think she, just very forward, she just like touches your hair and maybe like pulls on it a little bit. And she's like, uh, but okay, this, but you weren't sick. Just you were, okay, you're outside of, all right. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, and she kind of maybe uh, like leans in closer and just like uh, yeah I think something's going on with like curses and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it but um, I haven't heard anything about the lake I think that might be a, probably a different thing but so, yeah, tell me about this lake. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, I'm just going to come clean. I'm a fairy, and there's a whole big giant realm that's underneath the other place, and it's my <laughs> very distant cousin, but I don't know what else to tell you. Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> Austin, did I just are you allowed? To, are you allowed to tell people that? Austin, did I just ruin your whole game? No, not at all. Great. Awesome. Because she's literally the first person I've officially told. So Yeah. There um, you go. This is uh this is Superman coming out just, to Lois Lane. 
pretty much, right? Um, and so, long story short, you can access different realms through lakes, and the one that I was just in is not some place anybody wants to be right now. And I think that a lot of the conflicts that are happening, this was just supposed to be my fun vacation year, and this has turned out to be something so much worse. Yeah, and I think Celine just like stares at you for like a beat or two, just like what, and then just sits down all in one motion, like flumps down like a uh, sitting, you know, cross-legged, and puts her head in her hand, just like I actually believe that. Um, all right, uh, I guess if we're being clean, uh, that curse thing that that was that was a thing that I did, but it but it was by an a- it was by accident. But okay. What do you mean so by accident? Late? There's, you know, messing around with magic can be a pretty dangerous little game. So, I, don't ask me. It's almost like I'm 118 or something, except that I am. So, what? Wait, well, moving on right along with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, I know, I know my way around. Like I've been reading, and this is really the first time that anything's gone really wrong. But. I think it's, I mean, I'm getting it under, under control for sure. Uh, under control how? What exactly did you do? It's fine because I can go, like, we can go, like, make a hopping trip over to my frog parents and we can try and figure this out. But in the meantime, I need to know exactly what you did. You remember when uh, uh, Mr. Euripides in detention was being really mean to Kyle and saying he was, I don't know, just saying all kinds of bad things. Also put him in detention to begin with. Well, I mean, Kyle didn't deserve any of that. So, you know, I thought I'd teach him all for a boy. For Kyle. And now, you know. You mortals are weird this way. You and your teenage angst. Okay, not a problem. What happened next? Well, um, I fi- I figured, I mean, I figured out what happened. Like, it's just, he insulted Kyle, so now the Hex just thought that I was, meant anyone who insulted anybody. So, I mean, hair grows back. I'm just trying to, you know, s- slow it down a little bit. Oh, okay. How about if, like, <laughs> you're in the middle of this sentence and you're like, yeah, well, he insulted Kyle, and then Kyle's just like, who insulted me? Oh, perfect. Yeah, I love that. Thunderclap. And he just like shambles out from uh, just off camera. I don't know if like you're in your backyard with a <laughs> fence or whatever. Do you have? Are you in the backyard of the fence? Like, where are you? Yeah, I I think so, but that's perfect. I don't care. That's that's amazing. Oh, uh, <laughs> is there a gate, or am I just breaking this fence down because I'm an asshole? Oh, you just you on. walk through it like the Russian guy in uh in a, <laughs> the Punisher I'm movie sure. with Tom yeah. Jane. Yeah, let's just go with that. He's like, <laughs> you, you hear a crashing. He's like, Kyle's like, who insulted me? Fucking Kool Aid Man through the fence. <laughs> he's like looking around at both of you. It's like, yeah. So so Kyle looks different. Um, most obviously, what limb is he, he is missing? Absol- <laughs> So he's he's missing oh, one of right his arms. Arm. 
He's missing his right arm. He is absolutely drenched, like he's been out in the rain for like a while. His clothes, his skin at this point is probably clean um, from just being in the rain, but his clothes are probably filthy. Um, and do you think you look otherwise physically different? Like, do you look less normal otherwise? Whatever the mortician did to me, I suppose, would be an issue. Oh, shit. Yes. So um, he's got this weird, almost, at least for now, like very still quality to him that uh, is kind of off-putting to say the least. <laughs> and uh, I think this is the first time you've tried to speak, Carl, and found that your, uh, your no, mouth No, no, no. He, is... he screamed. He spoke early at Emily's house. That's right, you did. Um, so maybe then at Emily's house, we we had to see you like tear all, open these like I don't know if oh. corpses' mouths are stitched shut. I'm not. Oh, it'd be great. If it was like extra ghoulish for Emily's father to be like he's like, ripping open. Like, yeah, he's it's like yeah. Horrible. So um, so yeah, he has these like cuts on his lips and that kind of stuff. Uh, but otherwise, has this weird like doll like quality to him. <laughs> So he he looks he does not look well. This is like uh, this is almost like if you had a Madame Tussauds Kyle wax figure that came to life and also went through World War One and then showed up. And that's what is here and is like, who's making fun of me? <laughs> After he again, Kool-Aid man's through the fence. Yeah. Any, but, any... Celine, please tell me that this is some sort of weird puberty thing that I didn't read up enough on. Yeah, I feel Celine definitely uh, starts to scream and then covers her mouth real fast to not do it. But and has Kyle her eyes wide. This. Kyle sees he's like he rolls his eyes. Oh come on, Celine! Like like you weren't expecting this. And he looks over at Lilith. He's like <laughs> he's like uh, Lily, Elizabeth, Libby, Lilith. Lilith, oh, well, you're you're in homeroom. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, anyway, the adults needed to talk now. Um, run along. Adult, I'm like triple your age. Whoa, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for you to be in high school, then, Missy. I don't have time for this, Celine. What is going on here? Yeah. Uh, she puts her hand out. Uh, yeah, uh, I. It's... Like, does he need a like some like dose of testosterone or something? <laughs> what is wrong with him? No, uh, Ky Kyle's very, very special. It's been like two weeks, Kyle. Where I, I didn't know if it would happen twice. Kyle uh, like no. points his stump at Lilith, <laughs> and he kind of like does like this with it and it kind of like squirts some blood out it's like yeah you like that you like that it's like get out of here she's like oh my god kyle no what is uh, wrong with this dark humanoid creature I, okay first I, off blood think, is not mm. yeah i think that um because you talked about having been um embalmed you go to do that but yeah it isn't there's no like if you do take your stump to do this almost jokingly of like, oh, I'm yeah. going to freak this person out. Yeah. There isn't any blood that comes out. And I think you realize like, oh, weird. 
and you ask yourself the question, do I have blood anymore? Yeah, and he's like really not—he's like really disappointed that that wasn't gross, and that he's just like, "Wait, what? I'm—I'm just, I'm just covered in how many weird fluids?" And he's like taking a moment to assess this. Yeah, it's not that it wasn't gross; it just wasn't the way you thought it would be gross. <laughs> Lilith is still remaining underwhelmed, wildly confused, and also somewhat concerned for this deranged, deranged creature. Yeah, uh, Kyle, where have you been? And Kyle like stops his self-examination. He like looks up and he says, um, "Oh, come off, Celine. You, this isn't your first ride on the Kyle go round." He, he says, uh, "You know, I, it, I'm a little surprised, a little hurt that uh, you guys had me in the ground after a single evening." That's just a little. I mean, you couldn't even make some accommodations, Celine. You didn't. You didn't see this coming in one of your spells, Kyle. It's it's been days. It's been like two weeks, I think. And Kyle looks at you, and he's like, and he like thinks about that for a moment. And he's like, no, that's not how this works. No, I'm pretty sure that's not how this works. I feel, I feel, I feel like one day, not not two weeks old. He looks at Lilith and he's like, right? Sorry, sweetheart. Last time I saw you was definitely homeroom and then the library. And that was two, three weeks ago. Mm. And if you yeah, want, like, you can have flashes of these memories to, that uh, come back to you if you want. I'm going to go with um, just like Renato was uh Unless he interacts with the abyss in some way, he has no memory whatsoever. The last thing he remembered was being in a fire and being awesome about it. And that's it. Does that mean he's trying to access that information? I'm going to say not yet. Okay. Reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it happened the one time, but I wasn't sure this was like, you know, a forever kind of situation. I really thought you were gone this time. No getting rid of me that easy, old Selly, Selini. <laughs> okay, is anybody going to fill me in on the this time? Is this like an, a common occurrence, or is this something that just involves whatever this guy is? And Kyle will, like roll his eyes and say like, "You're like," and he like tries to do some math in his head for like five seconds, and he just gives up. He's like, "You're like eighty years old." Three times, yeah, eighty years old. You you should know all this stuff, right? He's broken, isn't he, Celine? Isn't isn't this when you take him to one of those like hospital places? Yeah, and I, I think uh, not taking your meaning at all. She goes over to Kyle and like touches his like arm, like what's left of his right arm. You know, she's like, oh my, what happened? And Kyle will like. She's like inappropriately serious. touching it. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> and Kyle's all. Wow, it's still stuff. so strong. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it is. So, so Little toned. Eye rolls and sighs and mutters, "Teenagers." <laughs> and he says he'll like take Celine like by the shoulder with his other arm. He'll look right into her eyes and he'll say, "Celine, I'm glad you asked because I'll tell you what's wrong. <laughs> Emily's dad made me leave." 
Can you believe that? Emily, my girl, I go to my girl's house and they turn me away. <laughs> we have to do something about this. And in the background, there's like a, a sad um, minor chord version of um, my girl, my girl. Oh, and talking yet. about <laughs> my girl. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, Celine is like, wait. Oh, so you don't know. She's dating another guy now. I kind of like let go of your shoulder and say, if it makes you feel any better, she seemed really, really, really torn up when you died. And Kyle will like look at you and yeah. scoff and say, "Well, yeah, look what she lost." But I'm back. It's gonna be. It's gonna be okay. And it almost seems like this is the first time where he's kind of like. It, you can tell when he says that he like looks away a little bit, and he's like kind of like saying, "It's gonna be okay," like to himself. <laughs> um, and he'll like pause for a moment, and he says, "Wait, what guy?" Uh, this new kid. I got so used. I got so used to the Renato cool pastor Danny um, <laughs> behavior that I don't. And we only saw Kyle for one game session. <laughs> this this is such a funny divergence from that. This is so funny to me. This, <laughs> this was my intention from the beginning. Different. And the, my whole okay. point with Renato was to be the opposite of this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> finally getting to play the character I made. <laughs> okay. Well, here you, hey baby, here you go. Hey, Merry Christmas. I'm sorry, David. I stepped on what you were saying. Um, oh, oh, I was saying, uh, oh, it's the new kid. Um, Nato. He's actually really nice, but I mean, he's no, he's no you. But she's, she's head over heels. Like, hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me that I haven't been dead for, uh, that I've been dead for, let's say two weeks and she's in love with somebody else. Well, Celine, how could you let this happen? <laughs> All right, Celine, I've got a question for you here. This sure. seems like it could be a move. It could be a, are you turning someone on? Are you shutting someone down? Is there another thing that you're trying to do? Huh, I don't know. Um, because, or, or if you have a string on Kyle, are you maybe pulling a string because it seems like you're making sure to tell Kyle some very unpleasant stuff that maybe you wouldn't want to tell somebody in this situation. And given how you've talked about Kyle in the past, maybe you're doing this with some kind of intent. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Maybe I would be um, tempting him to uh, forget about her, I guess. That sound right? Hmm. Tempting him to forget about her. So would that be or like get get over her? I guess via pulling a string. Yeah. You think that would work? Yeah. I mean, if you've got the string, that can absolutely work. Then you just say you, you're you're pulling that string. You're pulling that string, and he didn't do it there. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll say, um, Kyle, I think, uh, you know. She did move move on really quickly. She she had a, a period where she was just, you know, really torn up. I think she got in a fist fight. But then uh I mean then she just moved right on. I don't know. 
maybe maybe you two weren't you know meant for each other and now is there like a reaction that i that i'm supposed to have to the string pulling strings all right when you spend a string on someone um when you tempt another player's character it counts as offering them an experience point if they do what you want there you go nice. um when you tempt one of the mc's characters that's not what's going on yeah gotcha so help yeah. me out mechanically like what am i being asked here you'll get an experience point if you do what she wants and what she wants is celine um to to move on from um her name is emily I do think it's funny to be like, would you like one experience point that's changed the arc of you and like another character's <laughs> entire mm -hmm. story? Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's say like, yeah, okay. Um, I do. I also I, like that it would be the it would be the equivalent of like, well, Luke Skywalker, what if I give you thirty five dollars? Will you stop doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but but I okay, I can see like the sort of general thing about it. Um, and Kyle will like. Uh, Sort of look a little bit stunned by that, and like his usual bravado, like isn't like ready to receive this information. And he's kind of like, um, but that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. She's she's my girl. Like we're we're to, we're together. You know, it's like all love is stronger than death. That's that's what she said to me. All right, that that doesn't this doesn't check out. You know, like look at Celine. He's like, right? I don't know. He'll be lost in thought about this, like as he's standing there with like one arm and like looking like a horrible doll, like trying <laughs> to figure out why his ex girlfriend has moved on. Um, he's just gonna be thinking about it until someone stops him. Celine, I think we might be breaking him further. He already has a broken, like missing arm. Do you need him to break his thinking brain too? Whatever's left of it. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm sorry. This wasn't the time, but I don't know if, especially if it, her dad kicked you out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Emily's not the the best person to go to right now. But I can help you out. We can help you out, right, Lilith? He certainly needs it. So sure, why not? So Kyle will snap out of it. And he'll say, "Oh yeah, how are you guys gonna help me out then?" And he'll look at Lilith and he'll say. Uh, uh, you got any nursing homes you can hide me in, Libby? I don't think you need to be breastfed right now, if that's what you're asking. You'll say, oh, whatever. All right, look. I admit it. I could use a hand. And he looks at both of you, like, with his eyebrows raised. Like, yeah? Yeah? And he, like, points the stump at you. Um, <laughs> and he says, um... I just need to get back on my feet. It's 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 gonna be cool. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Just uh, you know, maybe a change of clothes. Uh, catch me up on the school gossip. Celine, oh. does he use? Is he gonna grow that thing back if we like put him somewhere for a while? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how do you get that back? I mean, well, you're not I'm gonna get it burnt back. up now, right? 
Oh, no, I'm... And he, like, touches himself, and he's like, I think I'm good. Um, and he'll, uh, actually... Ooh, okay. Um, so Kyle has a move ending. I'll, I'll just do it. And he says, um, yeah, no, I think I'm all right. And he says, yeah, you know, you would expect my skin to be a little messed up after the, the library fire, right? Because, yeah, I remember that. It was, um, you know, what they don't tell you about burning alive is that your eyeballs are basically just jelly sitting in the middle of your head. And they don't, they're one of the first things to go. So while, while most of your flesh is becoming like a, a well-done burger, uh, you don't get to see most of it happen. It's pretty merciful because your eyeballs will sort of melt down the sides of your face. And uh, you can hear yourself screaming. That's no problem because your eardrums are pretty well insulated right inside the cranium. But you don't see much. And he, what he's trying to do is he has a move called Ending where he remembers every detail of his death. And when he tells someone about it, he gives them the condition Morbid. And I can turn them on with cold. So I want to try and turn on... Um, uh, either one of you would work. Uh, let's say Lilith. That's awesome. All right, All right I'm going to roll this. Dear God. <laughs> All right, I got it's cold. Uh, ooh, I got a ten. So it says on a on a ten up, gain a string on them, and they choose a reaction from below. Which is, I give myself to you. I promise something I think you want, or I get embarrassed and act awkward. Are those my options, Lauren, Lilith? Does one of those three things? Yeah, I'm thinking. Okay, all right. Um, I am going to promise you something I think you want, and I am going to promise to help you regrow your arm with some of my fey abilities. Love that. Perfect. Wow. Um, Kyle, that was so unbelievably in-depth, more than I expected. I have to admit, you've earned my respect, and you know what? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you figure out how to grow back that arm that's clearly, clearly, clearly missing. Oh, can you make it like a bionic arm? That's like I can strong. make it more of an amphibian arm, but probably no more than that. With, like, suckers on it, like tentacles? If that's really what you need. It is. Okay. So at no. this point, usually like, I don't usually have that kind of stuff on hand. Is this Austin, is this something I can save to do for later or just? Yeah, this is something that we can address later. Just if Fantastic. remember, Remember that this is something that's uh, you guys are yeah, down for. Yeah, he's got a string we'll... on me, and I need to help you get that arm through. Uh... Yeah, it's going to take a couple frog visits. Old frog, old frogo. All right. Well, what else are we doing in this in this scene? Because yeah, I think Celine definitely wants to say like uh... we're starting to wrap things up. Yeah. Have you? 
have you seen your I guess your your other dad Kyle and Kyle will look at Selene and say what what other dad do you mean you mean dad is he, he still an asshole he definitely he definitely was an asshole um Selene does he have more than one dad yeah not not the the one that I knew but he said he's your birth father he has likes cards says his name is ransom do you know this guy Kyle will say um he said you were Austin, adopted Austin correct me if this isn't doesn't line up but Kyle will say adopted no what no Well, then I have some really bad news because I made him promise me and he definitely told me he was your birth father. Kyle will look really incredulous and he'll say, well, okay, what's that with you guys? What does he want? He was trying to shake us down. I think he did something to Everett too. Who's Everett? And Kyle will like, <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, no, let's go with that. Kyle will say, who's Everett? <laughs> Everett, like Everett that we've seen every single day in Homeroom, has an oddly old classic sense of style. Oh yeah, hot Everett. Got it. I call him call him Evs. Big Evs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, there's people asking about you. It's I don't know, they're they're weird too. I, I thought it was weird that they said that uh, they're your real dad and stuff. Whoever he is, he's not a good person. And he definitely did something with Everett. Call it Kyle. intuition. You know, Kyle will shake his head and say, I'm gone for a few days and this whole place falls apart without me. And he like says, alright. Okay, uh, Lily and Celine, come fill me in. Just let's let's all get it out of the way. Like, look, can we go inside? Or you gotta finish some. You gotta finish the spell, Celine. I don't want to interrupt. I'm sure you. You know, you try try to make some boy like you. Is it me? Is is it me? Uh, no. I was cursing people. Sure, you can come inside. All right. Uh -huh. Lilith quietly whispers to Celine, "We really need to work on your taste in humans." I think maybe there's like, uh, like a shot of her like touching uh, that hair tie that she's been wearing on her wrist of a uh, uh, chimonier. Like, oh yeah. We see at another day at school, Carol Hamilclar is being kind of like. Um, escorted by officer Perez into this um, like you know those hospital transportation vans it's like something like that but like very clearly like she's kind of in custody and she's being, being brought that way and we see officer Perez looking around in a strange way and closing the door and um, the person driving the van is a strange man with no hair and no eyebrows and a 
big weird neck tattoo. The Young and the Monstrous. A Monster Hearts actual play podcast from This American Dice. The Young and the Monstrous is Carl as Kyle the Ghoul, David as Celine the Witch, Eduardo as Everett the Ghost, Lauren as Lilith the Fae, Kate as Emily the Mortal, and Austin is your Game Master. Cover art is by Blair. Monster Hearts is a game by Avery Adler. The Young and the Monstrous airs here on This American Dice every Thursday, so don't forget to check us out each week. Rate, review, like, subscribe. Check out our Facebook group, The Whole Nine Yards, and let us know what you think. Every five-star review on iTunes will read on the air. Our intro and outro music, of course, is Deep State by Vans in Japan. Additional music for this episode included Earthly Destiny by Sir Cubworth and Forgive Me Bells by Daniel Birch. Additional voices for this episode included Marisa and Blair. Where cop music included Weirding Way by Sir Cubworth. Now go Lumberjacks! Stick around, folks, for some jokes and japes and some behind-the-scenes info. I really want to see this dog, David, but it's not working. Hey. Oh, everything okay? Yeah, that didn't work at all, David. I, all I saw was a censored dog object. Yeah, yeah I was trying to show it, but it did not work. Are you trying to show everybody's the dog ass, the dog's asshole again? Mm-hmm. Like I when I had the cat. I'm looking at my dog's asshole. A lot of my happiness stems from like what's going on with this little winking brown portal on the back of my dog. <laughs> little winking brown portal. You might even say that Carl is the Beastmaster and that this is the portal through time. Now go Lumberjacks! All right, so I will tell you. Um, here was my thought for um a scene that i had and i think i had mentioned it in our previous recording um we had the kyle died um right before homecoming i feel that homecoming is not only a football game but also usually like a dance and like a whole big thing and often happens in october sure um but let's say it would happen it's very scary. The premise of can you even come home again? Like the, the existential aspect of that is terrifying. Um, but so I think my idea had been there was a Halloween dance costume party dance planned. But then when it was like, okay, this isn't like a necessary thing after this kid died and to then be like, how is this going to get handled? Maybe they canceled it and tried to rebrand it as like the fall costume party. And so it'll happen like in mid November or something like that. Um, just so that way we can, cause at some point in the last recording, I said it was November. So now, Hey, it's November and um, it's a costume party which gives certain people who maybe have to remain secret an opportunity to remain secret. Um, but also everybody can be hilariously in costumed. So that was my idea for something to do for everybody, but it might make more sense to have a scene with either Celine and Kyle, if they're trying to meet up together. Um, and then 
if there's a way that we could suck everybody into this, that could perhaps make sense as well. So, um, do you guys think uh, that there is a way that it would make sense for all three of you to meet up to have this conversation alone that maybe Celine and Lilith were for some reason hanging out with each other? Ooh, I've got an idea. Because um, Lilith's also been gone for a bit. That's what I was going to say. What if it just lines up where both they were like, we need to talk to a friend. They both just go to Celine's house. That's smart. That's smart. Okay. Yeah, easy. Especially because uh, in the last one, uh, Lilith and Celine had just seen um, Everett in uh, that object. So, is it like a ring or something? Did I make that up? The, in the tarot, in one of the tarot cards that Ransom Morgan House had. It was in the card. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So that so Celine would yeah. Um. So the uh, the fastest way between two points is a straight line. Celine. Where does this meeting end up taking place? And I feel that this is a meeting that Celine is not planning, that she is almost like come upon by or beset upon by these two other people of like, hey, here's these crazy situations that just happened. And uh, <laughs> I don't know where you think it where you think it would be thematic, uh, thematically appropriate slash hilarious. Um, were you thinking in the school or at her house or what? Like, uh, probably not probably not in a place that's super public because we haven't established how Kyle is going to hide himself at the moment um, mm -hmm. so we should maybe have that be another scene where we could have Kyle out and about and being like I'm wearing a cloak I'm the Phantom of the Opera and I'm talking like Dracula uh, but, but I think it might be tough to have it happen anywhere but her house otherwise how would we know where to go I mean true right yeah Sure. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, is Celine maybe trying to divine some information about this plague that she has unintentionally caused on the town? Sure, yeah. Okay, so uh, set the good. scene for us. Now go lumberjacks! <laughs> <laughs>